following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL is Willie Mack. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Wow. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you! This week, we were lucky enough to speak with NRL legend Sam Burgess. The interview went for so long that once again, we've decided that we're going to play it as a special just so that you can hear everything Sam had to say. He talks openly about his life, his career, and what he's up to now. We hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed listening to it as well. He's such a legend. He's like, do you want me to come in? I said, mate, this is only like three metres. You're too big. And also... It's the the two of us in here. We barely fit ourselves. I said, we can't do it. Big rig. Yes, big Sammy Burgess, mate. How are you, brother? I'm good, bro. How are you? Yeah, good lad. Good. It's good to hear you, boys. Are you you, not live, are you? We no, are live, no, Sam. No, we're live. No, we we're, we're not live. Yeah, no, we, uh, yeah, we are. So it's just um, – no, it's not live, but I mean like um, it's, it's a proper phone call, mate. It's going to be yeah. – it's proper really, properly recorded if that's a yeah. fucking word. So, um, Sweet. mate, we're glad to have you on. And uh, I was just saying just before we, we called, you know, just to have you on, it's just it's an honour. And just to, to talk about your whole career, you as a person, you as a player, and just to sort of, um, you know, just to, just to talk – in a positive yeah, light, sweeper. I think, you know, guys like Greg Inglis and Boyd Cordner and these guys that I've had on lately, you know, we've really, well, all we want to do is celebrate you guys as, as people and, and in your career, you know, so yeah, you've achieved so much. G'day, Sam. It's Ian Byrne speaking, mate. Will has got Hi, some buddy. very hard questions here. He's, he's been researching. <laughs> he's got the paper out. He's got little bits of texture. It's all, it's creating a great level of anxiety oh, for me looking I, at it. You know, I cannot wait, <laughs> you're, a, you're a media professional, and I can tell you this will the least professional interview you have ever done in your entire life. <laughs> but the best. Yeah, yeah, the best ones. Mate, how's, how's isolation and how's everything going for you as it stands now? No, it's good. Are, we, uh, are you recording this or what? This is live, yeah, mate. We're, we're live. We're live. No, isolation is good. We've been um, living with my older brother, Lukey. Um, it's slowed life down a bit, really. It's been quite um, refreshing. We, um, we've we been training a couple of days a week, and then uh, I, I get down to Barrel, hang with my kids over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then back into a um, bit of work and Bit of stuff up Fox. I've been sitting here on uh, Monday to Thursday, so it's been uh, it's been good actually. Nice chance to reset and uh, put a few is. things on ice. Yeah, I suppose it is. I think like I'm just trying to think back and just say if I was like you know, I know like in my mid twenties and just say if you were playing a couple of years ago, Sammy, how how would we deal with this this whole saga? I mean, like I, I keep I keep saying every single week. I say rugby league players aren't aren't built the same as your normal sort of dude. You know, we need to be out there. We miss contact. We miss like hanging out with the boys. We miss that sort of. We miss that sort of stuff. And I think I've, I've heard you echo on these um, the, the same sort of sentences on on Fox Sports. Like, just fucking get out there and play. Like, whatever it takes, you just got to get out there and play. So I'm glad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was, we'll, well, we'll those players that we just we just want that. We just want to be out there and play. Whatever it takes, just yeah. do it. Is yeah, that your mentality? Com- it's hundred percent. I think. It's uh, it's it's the competing that, that the guys are going to miss. I think, yes. um, you know, and I think that just the the day to day routine. I think you know the 
footy players need a bit of routine and just for their health and safety too. I mean, you know, we're, we're, it's it's probably healthier and safe, more safe for the players to be in an environment where they're controlled, training, yeah. getting the endorphins. It's good for their mental health. And also they just feel like they're doing something. And, um, you know, during this isolation, I felt a bit of like, geez, what am I going to do with my time? Mm. I played a bit more golf, but, um, you know, it's, I've been, been close with Liam Knight through this. And, you know, he's a guy that, uh, loves contacts, loves training. And a young kid. He's a young bull. That's young, what we got to young, think of. You've got to think yeah, like Sam bull. Burgess when you're 25 years old or Willie oh, Mason man. when he's 25 oh, years old. We're, yeah. we're fucking different animals, man. It's just like man, we just want to get out there and kill someone. Man. That would have been dangerous, man. Big that would have been dangerous to, to get you back to 25 again. I watched a, a test match from 2006, I think it was. <laughs> was that one of the, the foot stadiums yeah, where it was, Willie yeah. was on fire? <laughs> man, what a game that was. But, um, you know, it's just um, – yeah, the boys just got to keep busy. They got and, and they've got themselves in a good routine. But uh, man, I think everyone's just pumped to get the season back underway in uh, about three or four weeks' time. They've announced, obviously, that they're going to continue with going down the path of starting again on on the twenty eighth of May or whatever it is. They obviously stood down um, a lot of the employees in the footy club, and you're obviously employed now by the South Sydney Football Club. Have they said to you when? Obviously, the players are going back to train on the 4th of May, but have they said when everyone else is going to go back to normal? Are the clubs going back to normal then as well? Oh, you know what? I'm not, I don't know enough about that, but um, I'd imagine the football side of things, I'll be going back to normal. You know, the, all the staff will be back in, the medical, you know, the uh, physio, doctors and conditioners and whatnot. You know, in terms of the commercial and over the road, the, the markings side of things, um, I'd imagine they'll continue working from home for a while because, uh, you know, I think it's just, it's actually been quite productive. And also, there's no crowds at stadiums. They're not selling any more sponsorships. So I'm not sure what happens. So, mm. um, yeah. But, but from, from the football the football department, definitely will be all back in, uh, I would imagine, yeah. How do you reckon you'd go, Sammy? I mean, like, you only just one year out, retired out of the game, like, just playing with no crowd. Like, how would you do that? I mean, like, I love playing with the crowd and it was all yeah. part of the emotion and you'd, you'd, you'd put a hit on and, you know, I mean, you'd love all your players and everything like that. I mean, I think the players are just trying to, like, trying to give us this, the, the best sort of version of it. Oh, it's great. And once you get out there, it's, um, you know, it's just the same. It's not the fucking same. It's yeah. bullshit. Like, no, you know, you're, you're playing not. in front of 60,000 or 80,000 in yeah. a grand final. Can you imagine these boys playing in front of a grand final this year with no, with no crowd, with, with origin with no crowd? Oh, oh, it's gonna it's gonna be weird, isn't it? Um, if uh, man, if if they, if if they get to Origin time, there's no crowd. I think it takes a bit out of the game. So, it does, doesn't you it? You know, uh, you know. And listen, some some league games, you know, in the big stadiums, it's not a great deal late. Sometimes don't feel too empty, but you still get a feel of what's happening. So, yeah. you know, so it's going to be a different experience for the for the players. And um, you know, the guys are saying that. I don't really notice. I think, think you know, as if you don't notice it. Everyone, crap, everyone, like they've been told yeah. by everyone, just just keep it positive, keep it positive. I'm like, fuck, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. no, there's no, there's no I getting mean, around it. But I mean, look, if, if the option is to not play or play with crowds, uh, yeah, you know, then they'll play without crowds, which is is, is fair enough, sir. And I've heard um, you say, you know. I've heard you say, I mean, like, you've you got the same exact attitude as me. So it's like, just get out there and fucking play because the whole game is hanging their hat on you. Like, these guys have got some big some big pants to fill, you know what I mean? Like, they've got some big responsibilities. Like, just fucking man up and pretty much go out there and play because you've got to save the whole game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, my, we're my, vibe, there. my vibe on it. My vibe on it, Willie, is like, I go, right, yeah, look, there's a, a crazy pandemic happening out in, in the world and, um, you know, it's it's 
it's rocked so many different people. And of course, it's affected so many people in Australia. But you know, we've actually got a grip, good grip on it here in Australia. Yeah, we have. In terms of we've man, honestly, the Australian um, public and community government have been fantastic. So, and what's happening right now is is like historic moment. Okay, so whatever happens right now is going to be remembered in fifty years, hundred yes. years, whatever. And that might seem deep, right? No, no, but no. I'm with you. The small rugby league team, small rugby league game in the world, and we are the first sporting nation to get back up and running, to give the fans something, to give the community something, to give each other something. Then you know what I mean. I go. It's it's going to be a historic moment, and it will be remembered for a long time. So that's hundred percent. If it's possible, let's do it because let's get in front of everyone else because we are that. We I are think tough. rugby league has definitely got in front. I mean, if you look at how strong they've been from the very start. They're probably the only code that said, all right, we're going to come back at this date, and they've just stuck to that, and now it's happening. So I think rugby league has been, you know, they've been the trailblazer in terms of the other football codes in this country in terms of getting things back on track, definitely. Anyway, fuck that coronavirus. Let's talk about Sam Burgess. Look, this is one o'clock back to 2006, 2009. You were with the Bradford Bulls. You played 88 games. And then you would, I, want to, I want to know the mindset of a Sam Burgess coming over to Australia as this young boom kid. How old were you? I think you were about 20 when you come over. Yeah, like 20, I, I, land, I landed on my 21st birthday. Oh, how good's that? Um, yeah, we don't even talk about best. that. But, um, <laughs> but like, so you come into South Sydney, and I think it's 2010. It was my last year in the NRL. All, all I knew was like, fuck, who's this young kid from England? He smacked the fuck out of Fooey Fooey Moy Moy. It was one of the best hits I've ever seen. I'm like, all right, I'm glad. I'm, I was like, I'm glad I'm retired from the NRL. You're I'm actually done. the reason he left. Oh, yeah. yeah you didn't oh, even know that. I'm done. He lobbed and he went straight back over but, like, and started you played, playing. You played in Bradford Bulls, which is a great, a great, a great club. You come over here with all this sort of pressure and all this, you know, like, you know, Russell Crowe bringing you over, all that kind of stuff. And then you you had a, a big 10 year, for, uh, 10 years, I think, like, eight, was it nine years, nine or 10 years here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, played, I think I played nine, 10 seasons here, nine seasons. Like a hundred, over 170 plus games. Yeah. Like you had a phenomenal career. Like, but what was your mindset of being that young kid from Bradford and like, and I knew at that time there wasn't that many English players that come over and make that step. I mean, I know Adrian Morley was. And I went hard against Adrian Morley. He was one of the hardest pricks yeah, I've ever played against. He was a beast, a beast. But then you were that next one because there was a few other ones. There was a few others in the middle of it. Gareth Ellis was pretty good. Yeah. But then yeah, you come good. over and changed the whole fucking game. I can I can honestly admit yeah. that you were like an yeah. animal for so many years, and you killed everybody. I'm not like, don't worry. Just like I've got nothing but respect for you. You know that, yeah. but like. How how was how was that? And going through that stage where South was sort of semi rebuilding, you know, like what sort yeah. of mindset did you have? Yeah, well, my mindset was pretty simple. I um, I, I was when I was young, a bit younger, eighteen, nineteen. I nearly came in. Uh, I nearly came to thought about coming to the Dogs when Sonny left. Oh eight, uh, Kevin Moore and uh, Pete Mulholland approached me to come there for the 2009 season yeah. uh, but I just couldn't make the play that early because um, I couldn't leave my brothers behind yeah. um, and my mom so you know so I gave it another year and then it, came, it was pretty simple I just wanted to um, I wanted to do myself proud really and uh, I just wanted to have a go and, and we were brought up like that um, you know I just just have a dig you know, try your best and, and that's that you know I always thought I, um, I could play a bit of footy and then, uh, man, I got here and just loved it. I just loved the environment. I loved the players. I trained hard. Um, and I, I, I used to take it pretty personally every week. Like, um, yep. uh, you know, I was an English kid uh, from the north of England, and we're pretty proud guys. Did you? Ha- uh, sorry, sorry, buddy. Did you have that attitude because NRL players thought that, and Australian players saw that they were way better than the Pommies? 
Yeah, you will get that feel a bit. I mean, even, yeah. you even get that uh, as a club player, you go up to your yeah. club and you get the, oh, you're just a, a pommy. You know, they used to say a Super League games dot count and, yeah. uh, and your career stats. And, I, you know, so I used to go, you know what? All right, I'll make every game count here. Yeah. You know, uh, I wanted my name. I wanted people to remember my name. And the young kids back in England, um, to uh, so I wanted to rep- I was representing more than me too. Like I used to think about my uh, my local junior clubs that I played for, and and think about them when I play and go, well, I want all the kids that like do for more. And I'm so excited to be proud of like what I'm doing over in the NRL. And um, yeah, it's cool, man. I went back to England in in January, and uh, I went back to all these local clubs and caught with a lot of old people, and then they were just so proud of what we. Me and my brothers yeah. and the other English boys have done. So it's, uh, you know, I guess it was mission accomplished in that respect. But um, Was just, it because... I stopped loved having a girl. Was it just, I mean, looking at, obviously, when you're growing up, you're looking at the NRL, you know, on TV and things like that. Is that what drove you to come over, to compete against the Australian competition? Or was it was it a lifestyle decision? Or Well, a bit, a bit of both. It was, it was a bit of both because... Um, yeah, as a kid, we grew up watching Origin. Uh, I used to love Freddie. Freddie Fittler was a beast. Mm. And, um, you know, and then obviously as a kid, I watched Great Britain Australia test matches and uh, I used to go to as many as I could. And then in 2008, I got injured during, for the World Cup. So I, I came and backpacked the East Coast with my brother and uh, three mates. We stayed in hostels. Wow, that was very good. Oh, man, it was awesome. <laughs> it was so much fun. Is so cheeky monkeys in Byron Bay got a good workout. Oh, it's a good uh, joint. Man, we were for five and a half weeks. We um, we hired some cars and we just drove all the way up the east coast. Stopped off at lots of different places. So I, I can't. I fell in love with Australia then. Really, um, I, I went back to training for the 2009 season and. I said to my manager, I said, listen, just get me to Australia as, mm. as quickly as you can because um, I want to give it a shot over there. It's, that's a big time. And um, I guess 12 months later, we, we did the deal with Russell. And, uh, was, I, I, yeah, I moved here so 12 months later. That's it. Did he do the gladiator voice? <laughs> what? Did he do? Because no, pretty no. much everyone who signed for South has copped the gladiator voice at some point on that phone conversation. <laughs> no, well, you know what? The first time you speak to him on the phone, like, you know, the, the voice is husky and, you know, it's just <laughs> here. You know, so you, you, you know, you feel his presence a bit, but, uh, man, you know, I just... <laughs> I just he was was, was he filming, he was filming Robin? Him, I didn't believe him. He was filming Robin Hood, wasn't he, at the time? So instead of the gladiator, yeah. you got the bloke in the tights. You probably... <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. I went, I went down to the movie set uh, and I remember thinking, I was thinking, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> uh, it, man, it was just way out of the world that I grew up in and... Um, yeah, I took all my, my first time I went to meet him, I uh, I took about four of my mates down. And I said, come on, boys, go down. And, man, we went to this posh restaurant and they had all this food and drank some wine. We got pissed and my mates were, like, trying to steal stuff out of the hotel. And, <laughs> I love uh, it. was like, oh, man, you know, we're just little scallywags just taking our opportunity here. And then uh, and next thing he had signed, had signed at the club, man, it was there. Uh, uh, it was great. It was a good time life. Mate, well, uh, Sammy, being like obviously just been uh, medically retired, which sucks. Um, how have you like just say your mentality and when you approached everything rugby league wise? Just say if I didn't know you personally as a person, I know that you got a very, very soft heart and you're very, you know, you, you're similar to myself. Like we're very emotional people and we're very in touch with ourselves and other people. But like on the field, people think we've got a couple of issues. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. it's um, how do you switch from that? 
mentality of fucking I want contact I want to you know, it's like you switch switch you switch it and you'd kill anyone on that field like obviously now like how do you fall back into normality and into just being retired and being just normal Sam Burgess not big Sammy Burgess who wants who's just murdering everybody every weekend like a lot of people yeah. have that trouble of like going okay from falling from that grace down to down to normality and being normal. I don't think you have a problem with that at all. But just yeah, explain. Not, not not really, man. You know what, Willie? Like I, uh, if I'm honest, I find some challenges really in the retirement bit in terms of the. Uh, you know, I tell you what, Mr. Morris is is like addressing my team. You know, talking to my team. Yeah, about, you know, what we're doing yeah. this week and getting everyone a bit fired up. Yeah. You know, I miss the the the, the build up each week to playing and then. You know, you're getting sort of psyched up all week. You're training hard. You're overcoming a few niggles. And, you know, it's come together. And by the time you get to game time, it's on. You know, I got mm. 80 minutes to compete. You know, and, and then you either win or lose. So you ride the lows or the highs. Yep. Uh, so I miss a bit of that. But, um, you know, what I found that has helped me is, you know, keeping a good routine. Um, you know, I'm still trying to train pretty hard. Yeah. Um, just, you know, just limiting the highs are just not as high and the lows yeah. are just not as high. I try and, so I, try and find a bit. I always try and tell some young kids and I'm like, like I think the NRL is like, it's like a roller coaster. You know, it's just yeah, like, it's, obviously no. it obviously is, but like just don't ride the highs too high and don't ride the lows too low. Just sort of stay in the middle. You know, just yeah. accept that, oh, yep, you might win a grand final, you might win Origin, you might win uh, a test. Accept that you, the fact that you've actually done that, and then come back to the middle. And if you've lost, and you're going through a shit track, when it's just like you've lost five in a row, and you're playing real shit, don't fucking stay down there too long. Stay back in the yeah. middle. So that's the only you advice know, I can give most kids because it's fucked yeah, up. And it is a it is a challenge, man. You know because um, you know things pile up pretty quick in the NRL. Yes. Pressure jumps on pretty fast. And the media pretty hot. You know, and you know you're a big name player, William. If your team's not going well, they'd be on you and a couple of other senior boys. So, yeah, I can, I can, it's uh, it's hard for players to yeah. get out of the ruts. But um, Mate, you know, I've, I've always found found you know that is just you know league's good for you, you lose one week or you reset, you start yeah. again the next week. <laughs> it is, know? isn't it? Uh, unless just yeah, if you train hard and you don't compromise stuff, I always find it easier to get all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's been a it's been a bit of a change up, but uh, I've enjoyed the. The team, you know, I've enjoyed. I've not been sore, man, because I used to be sore <laughs> after games for like three days. I used to, oh, I used Isn't to it? struggle walking down the steps. Uh, um, I'm enjoying not being in too much pain as much anymore. But uh, other than that, man, it's been, it's been good. Speaking about the pressure, and obviously, you know, rugby league's a, a big sport in in the north of England. It's not necessarily, you know embraced the whole country over soccer or football is obviously number one there. When you came to Australia, and it's much more on a fishbowl in terms of the media, when you first get here, you're 22, 21, and it's a good thing because, you you know, they're, they're blowing your tyres up and everybody wants to, you know, hear about Sam Burgess. And did you find it difficult, though, becoming such a um, – Willie's the same sort of player as you in that, you know, you polarise people in some respects – did you find that difficult? Uh, I found it a bit of a, a change, but um, if I'm honest, in, in my first 12 months here, I didn't have a clue how big the game was or like how much media hype was around me because I didn't, I didn't know what papers we were in. Mm. I didn't know what, what sort. I didn't have Fox telling my apartment. You know, I just I was just a young kid living my best life. I'd be at the beach. I'd be checking out new restaurants. I would be in all the cafes. I'd be doing. I was so busy. Um, so I didn't really take much notice of what's going on around me, but 
then the longer you get here, the more people you know. That's all everyone talks about. So, but to me, it's, it's never really been a massive thing for me, really. Um, you know, the fish boy, yeah, I've been burned a couple of times and you get filthy out for a while, but then you just sort yeah. of learn to move on with it. I mean, it never really upset me too much because, you know, there's a saying I used to live by, you know, if you don't let it pump you up, then you can't let it deflate you. Exactly. Yeah, you exactly. Know? yeah it's like I, I didn't let the pump give me the high, and, and I never let the deflate give me too much of the low. So it wasn't really a big thing, the media. I always just... It was always like a bit of a game. Yeah, whatever. I'd play around with them every now and then. And mm. I'd give them headlines for one or two or not, you know, just for a bit of fun. And Willie yeah. was the same. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, you know, don't think it too seriously. Because it's, it's not that serious, Sammy. It's a fucking game no, of rugby league. And it's yeah. like there's yeah. people dying every single day in the world. I mean, you're a great person and putting things in perspective. We've had really good uh, conversations. We sort of – and we get uh, each other like that. It's like it's different yeah, because yeah. when you get your own ego in the way and you don't understand and you just think everything's about you, then you'll fucking start getting affected about shit, you know. Yeah, but yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a good point. It's a good point you make. Okay, <laughs> we we play sport and we're fortunate enough to do it for a job, right? But let's not take ourselves too seriously. No, nah, man, just get you over know, yourself. The, the media, the media go mad about things, but and, and that's cool. That's their job. You know, they get paid to write that stuff and feed their families. What? Well, it's their job. Good on them, you know. Yeah. Our job's to play on the field and, and bring the fans in. So, it's funny too yeah. because. Oh, I did a bit of research. I don't often do research, but I did a bit of research <laughs> before you came on. And I, it's actually quite astounding how similar you and Will are, both in terms of your careers. I mean, you both started representing your country at a very, very early age. You both yeah, lived yeah. through a, a fairly dominant era in your teams. Um, yeah. You both won a Churchill medal as, as best player on the field for the grand final. Um, yeah. and, and, and you both went to rugby union, which I'd like to touch on later. Yeah, um, and great, then yeah. came back to rugby league. So um, there's a lot of similarities, actually. In, in we've, had some good, we've had some good conversations. I mean, like Sammy and I, we have, bit, yeah. we, have a, we have a lot <laughs> in common. Like, so, so, going, so going back, so Sam, Sammy, we, mate, we've had, we're not even going, we're going we don't go we that far. We had a great conversation with him, man, and Willie didn't move from us. He was sat in stool, man. And I remember looking at him going, wow, this big guy, man, he's been sat on that one stool. How sore was my fucking back? Like, how sore are you going to be when you stand up, you know? Yeah. But he doesn't like moving conversation no we're we'll so deep into the conversation mate. we're six six <laughs> hours there we didn't realize so i'm gonna go like get a little bit serious like i want to know like i want the, the people to know what, what drives sam burgess you know i said we, we've got a lot of things in common you know um we're from blue collar you're from you're a yorkshire boy we're from blue collar yeah. blue collar sort of standards you know your old man passed away I told you about my old man, and yeah. we have that sort of thing. And it's like, what drives Sam Burgess, and like, what drove Willie Mason as a player is like, it's our fucking dad, and that was it. Like, it was like every single game, I was so like, so conscious of the fact that he was watching or someone else is watching. And I know that we've we've shared the same sentiments. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like yeah. people don't understand what what we what we went through as young kids, and and I think so obviously when you when you retired now, you can you can sort of maybe explain to people a little bit, you know, what you went through as a young kid. It's not, it's, it wasn't, this is just the norm to us. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, obviously it's, uh, it's a huge, huge thing. You know, everyone's heroes generally the father, really. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you lost yours, young Will, and unfortunately me and my brothers lost ours. I was uh, 18 at the time. And I was, I was, seven, I was 17, you were 18, yeah, so seven, it was yeah, the same. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's fucking mental. And, uh, you know, my dad was my world, right? I would, he got sick, he had Martin Young disease and, um, you know, the last sort of 18 months, two years of his life and care for him and 
to carry him upstairs to bed. You know, so I just created this, you know, um, resilience around life. And, you know, my normal wasn't really normal. And, exactly. Uh, you know, and, and it, but it just became, so when dad left and dad sort of moved on and then I'm sort of taking his career on him, things coming your way and what you talk, we're talking about media and you know, obstacles and injuries and, you know, they don't really measure up anywhere near what you go through losing a, a parent. And it just gave me this real, you know, this real center of, of gravity and strength and what's real and not real. And, you know, I, I always wanted to do my dad proud. And, uh, I, I told, I always promised my dad that the boys would uh, be looked after and, uh, you know, they'd, they'd, they'd do their all. And, you know, so we, we represented a bit more when we got out there. And probably I play on emotion. Willie played on emotion. I could see that. And, you know, I think emotion is a big driver in it sport. It is, mate. Um, you know, and, and if you can tap into that at the right level, I think you can sometimes take yourself to the next level. Mate, I, I totally agree with you. Everything you say, because every, obviously we've been through a lot through our careers. And if you say anything to us, like just say, like, whether it's it'll be in a paper or anything like that doesn't mean shit man you know what i mean if you've been through some life shit you know if you buried your dad if you've done anything like serious in your life you bagging us in papers doesn't mean shit i mean like you looked and you you looked after your family you're very family oriented you love all your brothers i love your brothers i love luke here i love the twins you know they're all fucking great people man like i always get along i got i get along with them great man they're all they're, they're we're exactly the same we come from the same sort of cloth man i mean it's like you're my fucking long lost brother from yorkshire like 10 years yeah, younger it's crazy yeah it's bad it's, enough. you know it's crazy of all the things that you did in your career i mean all of the accolades that you've had is playing with your brothers up there when all you know when all four of you were out there is that that'd have to be up there with one of your proudest moments yeah no it was i mean uh more so for the you know for the family thing um uh, you know it's probably the first time in my mum's life that she's been able to see all four of us play on one field in the first 80 minutes you know you know she's normally going to a couple of games a weekend watching the twins play here and luke play there and you know uh, so, so that was cool and you know it was just a, it was just a great moment um, for all of us that we'll have forever in terms of, you know, we probably set out on a bit of a, uh, a mission or a, with a goal to, to play together and, and do something together and I guess re- represent our dad and yeah. sort of let the name sort of carry on, the legacy carry on from what he and his family created. And, uh, you know, I guess that night is probably the night that uh, we can talk about for a long time as a family and uh, it does mean a lot to a lot of people. So it was, uh, it was a special, special night that. Mate, one thing, we touched on it earlier. I'm quite interested because when you announced that you were going to rugby union, it was obviously, it was a bit out of the blue and also, um, I guess, for one of probably the highest profile players in rugby league to go across to rugby union. I'm fascinated as to why you made that decision. was Was it because obviously the World Cup was there and um that's a massive massive event in the world was was it just testing yourself in a new environment yeah it, it was a bit, a bit of that and a bit of um you know a couple of political things that had kind of rubbed me up the wrong way and and then I, it was a it was a pretty strong decision um you know i, I knew it have a carry a lot of weight <laughs> <laughs> but I get that. That's probably some 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 things in my mind that I could have worked on. I was pretty stubborn sometimes. If, if I got something in my head, I'd, I'd be going for it. Uh, but it also is probably what made me as, my career as uh, successful or as colourful as it was as well. So, you, um, you know, 
it, it, it was it was a it was a huge decision, and I didn't expect to go like early in my career, but it was something that I'd always wanted to do, um, and I thought I might do it later in my career, but I guess that opportunity popped up, and I jumped at it, and uh, you know I only, I only stuck there for just over a year. Were you? Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Were, were you planning on playing six, or did they have you earmarked for the twelve? Straight yeah, away. They at twelve. You know, I signed to the twelve. And the plan was to play twelve, but then uh, when it got to Bath, we had two good centres. We had Jonathan Joseph and Kyle Eastman, another league player. Yeah. Um, and they were both England twelve and thirteen at the time. Mm. Anyway, so I'm struggling to get a game. Uh, so I was off the bench playing fifteen, twenty minutes a game, and then so we we you needed a flanker. So said you fancy playing flanker and uh, I ended up jumping in there. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed a bit of flanker. Mate, you killed it, honestly. Like yeah. I, I'm 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 more a rugby man than a league man and um the way you played, I think you got the you, you had the most number of turnovers in one game and then they shoved you back yeah. at twelve. And for for me, yeah. the way you were treated by that English rugby setup was was appalling because I thought you were very no, I was very good. gonna pick on the league guy, mate. I, is that yeah, how you yeah, felt? Yeah, yeah. Is I, that... I, I was always swimming upstream, but I, I think I don't mind swimming upstream. I like that. It yeah. kind of makes me a bit better, you know, I'm hungrier. But uh, I, I did enjoy six, I really did because I'm in there hitting a few breakdowns yeah. and I loved going for the ball. I love the contact. To steal the ball. Yeah, and I love like trying to whack a few dudes. Mm. You can just sit at the, like, you sit at the lock's feet and just bash everyone. Yeah, 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 and, and you could sort of pick your chances a bit more. And I was hanging back field sometimes and sort of playing like a fullback in what you call a league terms. You know, when they're exiting, so you know, it's a bit of fun, a bit more freedom. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, again, it, I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't love it enough, and uh, I, I know how short life can be. And your careers, um, so I just thought. You well, know at least you know what you played for fucking England, so and you played in the World yeah, Cup, so World fuck Cup. everyone else. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> coming yeah. coming back, I know that I don't know there was a lot of pressure on you the whole time coming back to South, and I mean even yeah, before that, so winning that grand final was fucking amazing. I mean I'm a bull, yeah. I'm a bulldogs fucking player, but I was going I was going for South. Because, <laughs> no, because I had more boys. I mean, I was good mates with Sammy, Tom, GI, all the boys. I'm like, fuck, I'd rather South swim because they're good. They're way better blokes. I'm not I joking. Everyone was going I for didn't, South. I well. did not go for it. I didn't go for it. And and if you're a Bulldog supporter, fucking unlucky. But um, it's um, <laughs> it was just one of those games where I'm just like, damn. And you got hit in that first fucking hit. And I know for a fact at that age, I was still I was still playing. I was 34. But if that ref had seen you, you got rocked. By a fucking yeah, crazy grain, but yeah. but it was a head clash, and I fucking hate head clashes. Yeah, and a head clash awful. got you. But if you had stumbled just that one little inch, that ref would have. He had he had he had the he had the power to send you off for you to keep yeah. your fucking head straight and to keep normal. <laughs> I looked at that because because obviously your normal people would never ever pick that up. I'm like, if he sways one bit, the ref's going to go. You're off. And you yeah, kept your shit together. I'm like, oh my fucking god! I said his head's broken. And then like you played the ball and you kept going straight, like just walked. And the ref looked at you and went, yeah, he's all right. Like, yeah, and I'm just like, wow, well, that, that effort there. I've never seen a fucking effort. I mean, like, and I'm going like John Sattler and all this other bullshit. I'm like, nah, man, dude's got his head fucking crushed in the first hit, and he plays 80 <laughs> minutes. Come on, man. Yeah, it was not. I mean, we think, you think about cool. it now. You think about it now and you just go, fuck, that's not normal, man. You, and you'll probably think yeah. about it in five or six years or ten years. You'll be like, nah, that was not normal because nah, it was, it was a fucking phenomenal effort, man. And that'll yeah, etch it, you in history forever. And trust me. Jeez, nah, brother. It's, it's, honestly, I do sometimes look at that game and go, 
Oh, how did I do that? I don't, I, you know, I yeah, how, like, how did like so, sorry, sorry, how did you do that? Like you're, uh, you're, you're uh, obviously the, the adrenaline is pumping, but hey, it was the first kickoff. I mean, yeah, I know the I adrenaline's know. pumping, but it must have just been kicking through so much. Like, yeah, bro, it's, like uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Honestly, well, I don't know how I did it. Right, I had a big responsibility. I was going because if you go off, they lose. Yeah, I, oh, it just messes everything up. You had a big chance to move, right? And um, I just, I, I just couldn't get off. And I thought, oh, I'll just try and do a tackle or one run and see how it goes, man. And I don't know. I just kept going, kept going. But my my pain threshold sometimes will, it's it's pretty high. Like uh, yeah, you know, during that season, yeah. it's during that season I'd uh, I'd had a few injuries and I pushed myself through a couple, a couple of tough spots where I really shouldn't have played. Uh, but I pushed through and it, it sort of built my resilience in that respect. So yeah. when I came to the grand final, I had so much experience at playing in pain. Um, there mm. was just another, it was just another challenge, right? And um, I'd already built up a bit of sort of resilience with that stuff. And you know, I, I can handle pain. My brothers, my mum always says, "Geez, how, how do you manage that?" You know, and I, I don't know how to do it. You don't. You probably don't know how head. you do it now, but no, no. But I can, trick, the, I can trick myself a bit. I almost trick myself. And, I can trick my brain. I can sort of convince myself I'm all right. And, and uh, you know, before I know it's half time, Will, and half time, I thought it's going to be a challenge sort of getting back out after half time. And it was, but um, I know, reckon. I don't know. I just, there's a bigger power. There's something. It is, know, I just, yeah. So I just cracked on and, uh, and, and, and we did it. You know, my favourite part of that whole game, and other than, you know, when you won and Greg did the Goanna and all that, was when you were at yeah, half time and they interviewed you. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. And they said, How is it? And you went, oh, I'm fucked. And I thought, and then the interview was over, and I thought that is probably my favourite. Other than when Billy Idol was on the, that's my favourite grand final moment. Yeah, no, I remember that. It's Freddie because uh, I'm good mates with Freddie, and like I, I was so in the zone in that game. I was I had so many things to think about and concentrate on. As I'm walking off, I'm thinking about I know the doctor's going to try and pull me. I know the mm. head coach is going to want me to play. I was worried, man. And, and I didn't want my teammates to see all the commotion. So I thought I was planning in my head how to like subtly get in the change rooms and not make a, not make like a, a fuss, right? Anyway, Freddie comes and sticks a camera in my face. He goes, how's your... How's your face, Sammy? And because I know him personally or whatever, I just said, oh, it's, it's fact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not realise it was live on television. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> oh, it was funny, man. Just, uh, it's just a good time. Mate, you Sammy. Know, I, saw, I saw some clips of the grand final. Mate, I've watched, I've watched it about three times. Time. I usually watch my yeah. grand final about fucking 20 times, but like your one's oh, up there. It's ridiculous. Oh, sure. it's just, yeah, it's cracking. Down, but mate, right? you've played like you've played you played for Great Britain, twenty four games for England, all stars. I mean, like it's like you've you've done everything. You've done Clive Churchill, everything. Like, what's what is the biggest standout in Sam Burgess' career? When you look back on it now, and you just go, all right, I played over pretty much 300, 300 games. You've switched to Union. You've done everything like that. You have played in the World Cup. You have won games there. What is the standout? I mean, I mean, I'm thinking it's the, it's the Clive Churchill in the Premiership, but there's obviously yeah. some games in between in, with playing for England and yeah. You know. Well, I mean, look, the, the Premiership's like hard to beat. Uh, yeah, but but uh, outside of that, there's uh, as a kid, I always wanted to play at Wembley, um, and I played against uh, I played against the Kiwis there in the 2013 World Cup semi, and it was against I played against Sonny Bale and yeah. Jared and man, it was the most epic test match. Uh, one of the most epic test matches I've ever played. And me and Sonny just went mad for yeah. eight minutes at each other. You guys were animals, and we got man. beat on the yeah, we were beast, and uh, we got beat on the bell. Sean Johnson beat us. Yeah, uh, I remember that, it. That was yeah, that was a pretty special yeah. game. But 
Another one was uh, captain in a uh, captain in England in the in the final World Cup final in 2017. Mm. Yeah, it was a pretty big sort of big achievement. Um, I was pretty happy to to lead the team out. It's, a, it's the first World Cup we've been to in yeah. final in about I think about 20 or 30 years. Yeah, and, uh, to captain them as a you know as a Northern English boy, I was, it was a pretty proud moment. I know we lost the game six 0 is a really great Test match as well. But you know there there's some great moments as a as an English player, um, the, the, the final in 14 and then obviously me and my brothers playing together is probably those are the four moments in my career that I yeah. go, yeah, they're, they're pretty special. Um, they, they're really special moments at times for me. This is probably now a highlight also though, being on the take with Willie Mason. This is probably, you've got four yeah, highlights and this, this is there, fifth. This is five. This is no. This oh, yeah. is actually better than the World Cup. Sammy, so I, can really, the... I really appreciate your time, mate. You've um, nah, you're a legend, legend, dude, on and off the field, mate. I really appreciate your time, mate. So thank you very nah, much, yeah. mate. And we'll catch up for a no beer or two soon. I'm yeah, just I look upset. To that anytime, boys. Anytime, man. I'm just upset we can't have you here for a beer, mate. Because yeah, yeah. yeah it's well, when, it's all good this, when all this Corona social distance yeah. stuff goes, I'll come out. We'll come up. Beers. We'll have a good. We'll have a good yarn, eh? All right, thanks very much, Sammy. All right, boys. See you later. Cheers, mate. See ya. Be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL is Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 